Thanks, isn't she great? Let me set my clock, because you know I'm a stickler for time, don't you? Hey, isn't it good to be together? Yeah? Good. I'm glad you agree with that. Now, some of you may have already seen online that I want to talk to you about keeping fit today. But not keeping fit today, but today I want to talk to you about um, keeping fit. And I'm, it's very interesting that the founder of the Gateway Running Club is curiously absent today. I don't know if he's been scared off, but uh, keeping fit is so important. But just relax, I'm not going to have you doing a conga around the room or hanging from the light bulb before the end of the service. But keeping fit physically, we recognize today, is so important, don't we, Reese? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's a billion, billion dollar industry along with diet and stuff like that. But keeping spiritually fit is, I was going to say, as important, is more important as well. And I, I'm going to read some scriptures in a minute about that. Um, yeah, so let's, uh, yeah, let's go to the scriptures right now. I'm going to go uh, read a verse from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. That should come up on the screen, but I'm going to actually read some other verses that won't be on the screen. So if you want to tune in, that would be good. Now, this, uh, what I'm going to read was written by Paul. We've all heard of Paul, haven't we? Um, the great apostle Paul, wonderful man of God. And uh, he's writing to his son in the faith, Timothy. He was a mentor to Timothy. I think he had met him in Troas, somewhere like that. And Timothy crops up several times in the Bible. And he's not only got a couple of books named after him. I was reading something in 2 Corinthians the other day, and he cropped up in there. So he's quite a significant bloke. So there are some strong words spoken to Timothy. And Timothy was the leader of the church in Ephesus, a young man, a leader. And uh, probably, I don't know, he probably doubted himself at many, uh, a lot of the time. But this is what the scripture says. It says, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. In other words, that avoid certain people. That's what he's trying to say. But this is the verse I want to concentrate on. I need to see a good optician. Um, some of you won't get that. Have nothing to do with old godless and old wives' tales. Take time, take time, take trouble to keep yourself spiritually fit. Bodily fitness has a certain value. It, you know, keeping fit is, is good physically. But spiritual fitness is essential both for the present life and for the life to come. So this is a now word because it's for the present life. Look what he says. Take time and trouble to keep yourself spiritually fit. Bodily fitness has a certain value, but spiritual fitness is essential both for the present and for the life to come. And look, a few verses on, he says this to Timothy, young Timothy. Command and teach these things where? In the church in Ephesus, I presume. Don't look, let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example to the believers in speech, 
in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, devote yourself to preaching and teaching. Do not neglect the gift which was given you through a prophetic message when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Again, he's telling him straight. Um, not wrapping it in cotton wool. Be diligent in these matters. Be diligent. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both you yourselves and the hearers right this is the fourth sunday of the year isn't it i can't believe we're nearly into february my life is just whizzing by it is so scary but uh, remember might remember the first week i don't know if oh you sure this morning young phil hopkins he preached on consistency leading a consi consistent life have i got that right i think that's a nod i can't see very well yeah and then did we have, not Larry Grayson, what was his name? <laughs> Sorry, Grayson Jones. And he talked about having the faith, faith, goal faith, and not bronze faith, not contaminated faith. And last week, Pastor Chris spoke to us about um, um, God's recipe for success and uh, how we need to take responsibility for our own Christian uh, life. I think that was the key theme that came through. And through all these messages, what's come through to me is I need to take responsibility for my Christian life and my progress and my growth, hopefully. Because doesn't it say somewhere in the scriptures, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling? Yeah. And all that we want to accomplish in 2023, we've had some words, haven't we? Some exciting prophetic words about 23. I realize if they're not just going to magically happen, but they're only going to happen as I play my part with you guys. Because we're a body that's working together. And if each part is doing its bit, if each part is fit, um, we're going to see these words come to pass. There's going to be breakthrough. But keeping fit is easier said than done, isn't it, Reese? I don't know why I'm picking on Reese this morning. <laughs> I love Reese. Anyway, um, keeping fit is easier said than done. And now, an, a version, another other versions of the Bible in that verse I read. I mean, I read, um, take time and trouble uh, to keep yourself spiritually fit. I like other, another version which says, exercise yourself, exercise yourself unto godliness. And there are quite a few of us in the church, aren't there, who love to exercise. I'm looking at Richie right now. Richie Gregory. Yeah, I can see you. You know, hi. Who loves to go miles and miles on his bike. We have a gateway running club. Um, and there's a few spaces left if people want to join. And uh, we have a football club. And Dawn, I don't know if Dawn is here. Didn't she do a refit 30-day challenge? Who's doing the refit 30-day challenge? Hands up. Oh, these young ladies on the front. Well, sometimes I feel it's not a refit that I need, it's a refurb. Anyway, very, very quickly and very briefly, I want, I'm, let me just say at the outset, I'm speaking to myself this morning, okay? Because I realize I need to exercise my 
myself unto godliness. I need to keep myself spiritually fit. And it's all right, getting fit, isn't it? It's like when you lose weight, um, you, uh, yeah, it's keeping it off. It's keeping it fit. That's the challenge. Okay. So how do we get spiritually fit? And how do we maintain it? And can I say as well, speaking for myself, I recognize that we're all different. Yeah? I mean, just looking around the room, you're all different. And uh, there's no one size fits all. So whatever I share this morning, take the bits that might be helpful to you. Because at the end of the day, I want to encourage you. That's what I want to do. I just want to encourage you as we grow together. As Pastor Chris says, are you with me this morning? That's right. <laughs> oh, it's good to pick on him when he's not here, isn't it? Okay. So very simply, I just want to share four points with you this morning. The first one is be strong. In if I encourage you to read through 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. There's lots of good stuff there. But in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, this is what he says to Timothy. And they had a special relationship, like a father and son. I could imagine Timothy could go to him and just share his heart with him, share his problems, share his worries. And Paul would speak into his life. And he says this, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And I tell you, I just want to share something, again, personal with you. I think in the last five years or so, perhaps a little bit more than that, my life has been transformed because I've come into a deeper understanding of the grace of God, the fact that there is nothing good within me. I can't do anything to save myself, but he has saved me. And whether I'm up on the mountaintop or whether I'm down in the valley, if I feel like, well, you probably never feel like giving up or quitting, do you? You know, you could, you're not as like me. But wherever I am, I am not going to escape from God's love. He has set his love on me. He has set his love on you. Wherever you go, you cannot escape God's love. Whatever you do, whether good or not so good, you cannot escape the grace of God. It is so big. It is so deep. And you know, Paul recognized this, didn't he? Listen to, you know, yeah, he, um, so often, what the opening words of Paul's letters, I can't remember how many there are now in the New Testament, uh, his opening words are to the churches that he wrote to, were grace and peace be unto you. Grace, grace and peace, grace. Because Paul knew what it was to experience the grace of God in his life. And he was strong in the faith. But it's my, I believe, you can only be strong in the faith when you know what it is to be strong in the grace of God. Hallelujah. I can never move on if I'm constantly beset by guilt and failure. I've got to move into the grace of God. You know, Paul was no saint. Uh, perhaps some of you don't know, but he used to persecute the, excuse me, the Christians in Acts. Look what he says in 1 Timothy. The previous chapter, he says, even though I was once a blasphemer, once a blasphemer and a persecutor, of Christians and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. Listen to this now. The grace 
of our Lord was poured out to me abundantly, in abundance, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. This is a trustworthy um, saying. In other words, it's in flashing lights. Listen to this, guys. He says, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the chief. Have you ever felt like you're the chief of sinners? No. Okay. I have. <laughs> this is the spiritual side of the room. Yeah. Oh, Paul knew what it was to experience the grace of God. Yeah. It, it's just revolution, my Lord. I can't explain it. But as I said some years ago, I just came into a new liberty. And, and yeah, because so often I'm beset by negative thoughts and stuff like that that goes on in the mind. And I just realized, Lord, I don't have to be like Reese. I don't have to be like Nick. I don't have to be like you. He accepts me as I am, warts and all. Isn't that something to get excited about? Isn't that something to get excited about? I found a new freedom. Hallelujah. So be strong in the grace. Just perhaps you need to take time out and just think about the grace of God and be strong in it. Knowing and being strong in the grace of God can get me up when I feel down. Be strong in the grace. Point one. Point two. Be alert. A famous verse in Ephesians, no, 1 Peter 5 verse 8 is this. Be sober-minded, yeah. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him firm in your faith. This is something I've got to do. I've got to resist him firm in my faith. Do you remember the days, some of you, I was going to say, not oldies, but older people. Do you remember the days when you say to someone, how are you doing? They come, oh, he's having a real go with me. Do you remember those days? No one remembers those days? Yeah? Well, we don't hear it so much, thankfully. And, and I've realized that in my life, I'm not, you know, I don't give too much time to Satan and the devil. Of course, you have to be aware of him. As, as that Chris preached in that fantastic sermon. Uh, before Christmas. Amazing sermon. But I realized the problem in my life isn't the devil most of the time. The problem is me. And the problem is what's going on up here. When I'm beset, assaulted by negative thoughts, feelings of failure, uh, etc., etc. This is where the battle is. The battle, so often for us, is in our minds. So, the Greek word, word here, be, be alert, it means have your wide, eyes wide open, be watchful, be sober, be vigilant, be self-controlled. Why? Because there are so many things, not just from me internally, but there are so many things out there in the world today that can knock me off course, aren't they? I mean, I'm older, I'm in a certain stage of life, the upper cusp of middle age. And um, but the challenges that our young people are facing today with the internet, I mean, in my day, you used to, I used to get some dodgy emails, 
remember the days when you got dodgy emails and uh, but I don't get them anymore. But that was it. But out there, there is so much. You've got to control what's on the internet. Uh, you've got to filter so much stuff. Sometimes I look at the TV and I say to Belinda, well, you're in the wrong place. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I say to Belinda, oh, there's a really good film on tonight, Belinda. Really good, a spy. And you switch it on. And your eyes nearly, my eyes are popping out of my head straight away. And if I had a beeper button, it, it would be more beeps than speech. And I think, God has called me to live a holy, a consistent life, a pure life. And while we all make mistakes, I've got to be careful, I've realized over the years, what I, for instance, what I watch. I've got to be careful about who I mix with as well, because there's so much out there that can drag us down. He's called to live holy lives. You know, oh, holy? I haven't got a saint with a halo. A holy life, as we know, just means a life that's set apart for him, doesn't it? A life devoted to him. Uh, doesn't mean I'm perfect, but it means I'm consistent and I'm moving in the right direction. So be careful, watch what you watch. As I said, these days what they put on telly is it's just appalling. It just makes my mind, you know, this unadulterated violence very often. The violence that you see. And, you know, perhaps you might enjoy it, but is it really good for the spirit? Is it because, doesn't it say, can you hear me? It, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God by which you have been sealed. And I, I've grieved, I know when I grieve the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's often, yeah, I won't go there. Okay. Um, and I've also got here, be careful who you mix with. You, guys, we need to have our heads screwed on at all times. You've got to be wise. Um, some associations that are harmful. I, I've seen people come through the church who aren't with us now, thankfully, because they were unwilling to change. Uh, you can meet people who weren't narcissistic. I never really knew what that meant until a few years ago. They just want lives to revolve about, about themselves. Negative people who can have a form of godliness. They know all the right words. They know all the right steps. But sometimes these associations, I've learned I've got to cut myself off from them. And I mustn't encourage them with misplaced sympathies. I've also got down, I've learned, don't get caught up in other people's squabbles. We all squabble. It's a good word, squabble. You don't hear it. Is that an old-fashioned word? Don't get caught up in other people's squabbles because you'll be drawing. And before you know it, it'll be... And you'll be taken captive. Watch your life closely, he says, I read out at the end of the chapter. He said it to, to um, Timothy. And Timothy was the leader in the church. Well, why is he saying them to Timothy? Because Timothy needed to hear it like I need to hear it, you know? And I need to be reminded of these things. Watch your life closely and be diligent. Be alert. Be alert. So be strong. Be alert. And I like this one. Be connected. And I want to talk about being connected that way. And I want to talk about being connected
The verse should come up on the screen. Thank you for what you're doing at the back. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Let's just take a second to think about that. Jesus, probably the day before, he just got up, had breakfast, healed a few people, opened a few blind eyes, um, did a miraculous feeding, etc., etc. Oh, he cast out a few day demons, you know, all in a normal day's event. And he could have lived, you know, of course he didn't, but I mean, it's so easy to live on the crest of a wave, isn't it? But it's even Jesus recognized that he had to take time out to be alone with the Father. And I realized in my life, I've got to take time out to spend time with God, if you want to call it whatever you call it, a quiet time, devotion. I need to keep that relationship. I can't live off experience. I can't live off emotions. Great as they are, I need to keep that open. That is so uh, important. And I'll confess, it's hard sometimes. I find it hard. You know, and I'm retired. When you've got kids, when you've got busy jobs, when you're feeling unwell, if you're depressed, if you're thinking I'm the worst parent in the world and there's so much going on in your life, it's so hard to do it. But I, um, I recommend it, you know, I recommend it. We need to encourage one another in these things. Jesus didn't live off the euphoria of miracles. I, I think I shared with you once before, um, I was a young man, I don't know how many kids we had then, probably one or two, but uh, I remember at some conference somewhere, going up to Auntie Jordan, Belinda got saved through Auntie Jordan, didn't you? Sorry, down in charge in Somerset. Anyway, I went up to him, you know, as married, job and everything, and I said, oh, Andrew, um, my life is I just don't seem to be going anywhere. Can you pray for me, blah, blah, blah? Can I have some ministry? And you know what? He said, how much time are you spending alone with God? And I thought, gosh, that is not what I wanted to hear. And he hit the nail on the head. You know, sometimes you can come for prayer, you can come for ministry, but sometimes one needs a good kick up the backside. I know I do. And please don't be slow in giving it to me. The problem wasn't that. I just needed a, a good kick up the backside and to be reminded of some basic truths. So be connected. Psalm 46 verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Have you ever tried, uh, during lockdown, some of the time I... Spent um, time in, down in the garden, and I thought, I'm just going to sit down here for five minutes or ten minutes or even an hour once, just to be quiet. I'm not going to open my Bible. I'm going to leave my phone in the house. The phone, oh, my gosh, don't, let's not go there. And uh, it was so hard to be quiet. So hard to be quiet. So be connected vertically. Um, 
also, um, oh yeah, didn't Chris send out 24th of November? How about that? Do you remember he sent out an, uh, an email about some daily devotions that might help us grow in our faith? Um, he mentioned Lectio 365, which I'm pleased to say I didn't really get him into at the moment. Bible Gateway, U version, and his daily bread. All connected vertically. And I think equally as important, we need to be connected horizontally. You know, I wouldn't be here this morning if it wasn't for you, my gateway child. I don't know where I'd be because I need the encouragement. I need the support. I need uh, brothers who can speak into my life um, and uh, just encourage me. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, therefore, encourage one another. Encourage one another. We're not to live in isolation. Encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Hebrews 10.25 not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Hebrews 10, 25. You know, we all need encouragement. Now, some of you might know, even though I'm an old crock, I like to do a little bit of running. But perhaps it's crawling. And I have a buddy here. I don't know where he is. The second left best looking guy in the church after me. Where are you, Lawrence? Oh, yeah, Lawrence. Sometimes Lawrence will turn up at my door. Nine, it's, it's getting a bit later now. It's quite concerning. It's 9.30. But he'll turn up at the door, and we go running together. We've been running together for a few years. And uh, he says, you all right? And I say, oh, I don't feel like doing this this morning. I don't know, okay? I really do not want to do it. I say to Belinda, Lawrence is coming around. Um, <coughs> and she says, well, you don't have to do it. And I say, I do, I do, I do, I do, because I'm committed to it. And uh, we get started, and after a few minutes, we're fine. We sort the world out. We put the church to right, only joking. But we have a great time of fellowship. And we've built, I hope, a good friendship, haven't we? Yeah, and where we can share things with one another. Um, but yeah, it's good to be connected vertically and horizontally. And it's, it's the same in the spiritual life. As I said, I would, have need, I would have given up because I need you guys. I need you guys to speak into my life. Why would I be so foolish as... Um, Avoid meeting with you, um, whether it's on a Sunday or other time, because I know I can't do it on my own. Without him, without you, I am nothing. Okay. Are we doing all right for time? My timer's going backwards, not forwards, which doesn't help. So, be strong in the grace. If nothing else, just remember that. Whatever your mind tells you, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Secondly, be alert. Be alert. Thirdly, be connected. And finally, fourthly, um, be kind to yourself. Now, you might think, I thought, 
when I wrote this, I thought, oh, they're going to think I'm bonkers. But um, what do I mean by be kind to yourself? Well, first of all, it says in Ephesians 4, verse 32, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, okay? Not even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Does anyone else find that it's easy to be kind to somebody else, but not to be kind to yourself? I find it so hard to forgive myself. I'm getting better, but you know when you do something wrong, and there are times when I probably have said things to Belinda that I shouldn't have said, you know, just, and then you have to go and apologize, and it's fine, fine. She comes and gives you a kiss, which you, you, you wish she wouldn't, because you just want to wallow in your rottenness, don't you? But it's so hard to forgive yourself sometimes. And I think somebody needs to hear this word this morning. Give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. Don't be so hard on yourself. God knows your heart this morning, and he knows the direction that you're moving in. Give yourself a break. You might think you're the worst parent. You might think you're the worst husband or wife. You might think you failed again. Don't think less of yourself. See yourself as God sees you, as a child of God, as a child of the King this morning. He's called us. Didn't I think Lyra put this on Facebook the other week. It fits in with Phil's words. God hasn't called us to be perfect. He's called us to lead consistent lives. And that's what we're aiming for, isn't it? To lead consistent lives. When we're knocked down, we get back up again. Okay? And we do. Hallelujah. So, in conclusion, that's been about half an hour, I'm thinking here, which is time enough, isn't it? Take time and trouble to keep yourselves spiritually fit. Bodily fitness has a certain value, but spiritual fitness is essential for this present life and the life to come. Developing a disciplined lifestyle isn't easy. Many of us have had chaotic lives, haven't we, as we've grown up. We've not known discipline. Perhaps we've had an absent mum and dad. But developing a dis disciplined lifestyle is key. As I said, getting fit is a challenge. And staying fit is even harder, yes? Anyway, <laughs> staying fit is even harder. That's my challenge. Yeah, good bet. Okay. And as Chris often says, I, I love to quote Chris, at the end of the day, it's all by his grace. Yes, it's all by his grace, isn't it? Hallelujah. We're on this journey together. Isn't that great? So my final words are, get fit and don't quit. Shall we pray? Lord, we're just excited to see what you're doing in the world today.
We're excited to see what you're doing here in Abergavenny. Lord, I thank you that with the words that you've been bringing, Lord, even just this year alone, you were challenging us to take responsibility. And Lord, I know I fail. I know I mess up. But I thank you that you look on the heart. I thank you that you are a good, good God, Lord. Lord, we rejoice in you this morning. Lord, that the way is forward, Lord. Thank you that you don't wield a big um, hammer or axe or whatever over our heads or a big stick, that's the word. But you are for us, not against us. So we bless you now in Jesus' name. Amen. just appreciate Hayden for that that incredible word it's um it's something that I've been really thinking about this week and and it's it's not a condemnation thing but it's a it's a life thing and and that being connected vertically is something that's really been resonating on me this week so if that's if that's um which any point of of Hayden's talk but but if that's something that your spirit in you is is uh, speaking to you this morning, then meet with somebody after the service. Talk to somebody. Like I said, if you're not in a connect group, then 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 meet with somebody and find out about it so that we can do this journey together. But thank you, Hayden. That was that was brilliant. Fab. Okay, gonna uh, stand and sing our last uh, song of worship this morning. <laughs> 